Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, welcome to Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. I'm Matt Bronger. With me, as always, is Queen Amanda. Uh, thanks to everybody who came to see me in Tampa, Florida. It was definitely a trial by fire that last uh, night, which, I mean, in a good way, because I did three fucking shows, which I have not done in one night in, I can't even tell you how long it's been. It was one of these things where the the club owner, who BT, who I love, he's a great guy, uh, but they always do three on Saturday. He gave me the option I could do two on Saturday or one on Sunday, and I was just like, I'll just do the three. And it turned out to be the best thing ever because it was just, um, uh, it, it was, I, I'd been off for two weeks doing no shows. So it was just, it was like going to like a hit class or, you know, uh, back to like your 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 combat gym or something after being off for too long. It just felt like that where it just, but in, instead of being physically kind of tested, it was just like mentally and also uh, dealing sure. with drunker crowds, the last show and stuff. So it's just like afterward, it was like that Sunday when I came home early, I was like, I was like, oh, I feel great. I feel like I did something. Yeah. That was good. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have a mental job. So yeah, to like mm-hmm. rework out that yeah. brain it, muscle. It was a good way to kick off, kick off the year. And um, That's cool, Madam. That's awesome. Thanks. Uh, and I, I did say on stage, like, can anyone just open a bar here? Because there were so many places I would drive by. I, would, I didn't drink all weekend, except when I got home on Sunday, I had a little wine. But like, I was driving around in my rental car today, and I'd be passing like a mini mart with just like, a little bar built into the side with a separate door just at really? like a gas station yeah really? was, and i was like oh florida there you oh, go oh yes mm-hmm. tampa yeah. oh yes yeah because it's still an air i mean i will give that's it so to funny. them i i do i do have a soft spot for florida because i when i was first going on the road that i used to play that state a lot for some reason i don't know why but uh i they have a sense of humor about themselves you can talk about the most effed up thing you saw that day and they'll just they'll shrug and be like florida because they like oh, love yeah. it but they're also just like so you wait know. so what are the people of tampa like then like what do they wear what's the it's they're, it's, it's kind of all over the place but like you know generally kind of like light clothing and because it's oh. hot all the time oh, okay and, and stuff <laughs> but it it's just it's 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 kind of a lot of strung together like strip malls and um kind of random businesses right off the side of highways and stuff because you have so much uh I won't say unused land, but just these really long uh, uh, drives between okay. kind of places. But, but anyway, it was it was rad, and, and thanks for having me, guys. What's That's what's cool. what's been happening with you in oh. the past week or so, man? Man, uh, well, I was telling you, I hired a career coach. Cool. Just because um, the resume just wasn't really working, hasn't really been working. Oddly enough, even mm. though I'm. I'm publishing shows like my Africa show just published. Awesome. Uh, and so I, yeah, I have this woman now to sort of kick my butt and you know, she's not mean, but she's pretty direct. And she's like, I'm so confused as to who you are as a human just from this resume. And I was like, Oh shoot. And she had me like walk her around my apartment on like zoom Skype to like see my apartment because she's like that's how much I don't understand who you are Uh (laughs) I'm like oh okay this is a method right okay but we go through my apartment she goes I know nothing about you other than you should be on Broad City and I haven't seen it so I have to see Broad City now wow you know what though I I will (laughs) you know what that makes me want to say though (laughs) Uh, uh. okay boomer 
Yeah. Like I'm not even. I mean, I'm too old to even say that. You know, even though I'm, I'm not a, I'm not old enough to be a, a boomer. My parent, yeah. my parents technically are like two years too young to be technical boomers. Mm-hmm. But um, that term, that term is kind of the all encompassing because it's just like, man, it's like I know you and like I know I know those girls too. You know, we've met a couple times, but like they're not, like you're not sitting at home stoned all day i mean that's kind of what the show was i mean it's super funny and it was an amazing comedic representation of like a female friendship in new york but it's very new york it's very stoned all the time Mm -hmm. it's very one is super irresponsible the other one tries to steer them on track but she's kind of irresponsible but it's also like it's about 220 something so it's like that is such a yeah. You know what I mean by uh, okay, boomer. That is such a thing for her to be like. Oh, I don't get it. You're one of those young people. That, oh you know, gosh, man. Yeah. Well, that's what know? happened. Because we both are blessed with the 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 gift of looking younger than we are. Yes, Let's just say. I know. How did we do sense. that? Heck I don't, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> Heck but, yeah, I got carded the other day. Nice. Yeah. See, the, the guy was really kind of uh-huh. like he really hesitated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So. Uh, but look, I think I think it's like you'll work with her and help. she'll. <laughs> I think it, you'll work with her and she'll kind of like figure it out. But it's and it's, it's no. She obviously probably bases her shit, and this is just fucking armchair me guessing. Go for it. But like, you know, she wants. I get it. Like most people's problem, mine included, is like, how do you define yourself? Go uh, decide on a thing. And like that's my wife's thing with me is like don't be wishy washy just but it's like there's so many fucking options it's hard to yes I can't sum myself up in a no. sentence not that well no I showed her I showed her like five of my art projects mm-hmm. so I had a charcoal drawing I had a squid I made out of ceramics I had an articulated cat I had this like woven thing I did in a grate I found on the side of the road and then I had like some of my graffiti and she was just she was mm. so lost <laughs> yeah. you know like but and so she just concludes with you're creative and I'm awesome thank you yeah great okay so oh <laughs> and it's and you know it's hard because I uh beginning in 2019 I hired this PR PR company and you know to to get the fucking mm-hmm. word out of a new special at the time and it was like I know that dude busted his ass, but he could not get me in the door to some of these places. And it's just some time, and this mm-hmm. isn't to be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just giving her the benefit of the doubt. I think yeah. she'll, she'll, she'll get there because I think what she, you're hiring her to do is a lot more specific and, and you can, and well, you can it, kind to her of, defense, she figured it out. Great, it just took, great, it just, great. she gave me an extra quote unquote free hour because it mm-hmm. took her an extra hour to figure it oh, out. Oh, that's cool. So okay, that good. happened. Yes. Good, so good. I'll give you that. But, but go I'm ahead saying, about. Sometimes it's, 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 it's a, it's a real motherfucking bitch when like <laughs> you can spend the money, but you're like, where's the goddamn fucking result? You know? Yeah. That's why, I, that's why I was really hesitant to do this. Of course. Because I have. People I'm not friends with anymore who legitimately took those online classes have never had a stable business themselves and are life coaching. <laughs> you know, I'm they're sorry. just like, oh, but my my <laughs> Chinese sign is a dragon, but I'm an earth dragon, so I'm a I'm a grounded imaginary character. So I have been born to lead people, and it's just like, oh no, yeah. and and people will pay her for like four some things whatever she coaches them on uh-huh. and then they and then they drop off and it just kind of was, drove me nuts yeah so well of course i did my due diligence i was long-winded long story long but i did my due diligence on this i'll give you that i'll give you this though like uh you 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 are uh 
an awesome person because in one reason is you, 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 you never assumed that mantle for yourself of being like, I'm an expert. I'm better than people, you know, because it's, it's, I always think about that. This kind of hit me when I was a kid, every time people were just like, Oh, uh, I got regressed and I found out in a former life. They always say some shit like Cleopatra. Yeah, you know, I was Alexander the Great. Turns so it out, turns out I was Jesus. No, it's always someone amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. never yes. like I was a dude who died of syphilis. No, because he fucked so many prostitutes. You know, like yeah, or or no. or no, I was a prostitute. Not, or yes. it's like no, and, and is his defining people I had by the like black cough. Yeah, uh, right. Ever you know? yeah, like or or I lived. I I. Everyone who I used to be lived uh, lives that really didn't have a lot of meaning or were very selfish. You know what I mean? It's always... I'm unsuccessful right now because of the burden I'm still carrying from my past lives. Right. Because I can't can't technically be ordained by anyone. Yeah. It's just... I hate... You can apply that to... I feel like you, you definitely have to give yourself your own level of self-importance, self-care and all that jazz. Mm. But as soon as you're like, I was, uh, the science says I was born to lead. Like as soon as someone says that, that's when my mind is just like, <laughs> like I'm just clicking to like, a, I'm just listening to a, a song in my head now. <laughs> yes. I know I'm what switching you mean. to farmer yeah. in the Dell yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's, it's like, no, I'm or, tuning you right, yeah. right out right now. Gone. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> Oh man! It's yes. gotta, you know, it's got to be so fucking hard to be an actual life coach that's good, because yes. as soon as you say I'm a life coach, so everyone's probably like, oh "You're a clown." Yes. Shut up. Right. Right away. Prove it. Right but away. They don't even. But and then you can prove it, and they won't even believe you. They're like, "Oh yeah, you worked with Will Smith's kids." Yeah, you know. <laughs> right. And, and and yeah, it's got to be. You you have to have someone who. You, all right. Here's here's my resume. I turned so-and-so into so-and-so you know like yeah. this person was floundering now right. they got him back and stuff that's got to be a bitch shout out to actual good Actually hard-working good life coaches do it right mm-hmm. yeah career coaches mm-hmm. right totally oh, man um you not because of the name of her company not a lot of us older people were going to her in the first place what is it well don't but say it, what it is because it's uh, yeah i mean ask, but it's something about like grades you okay. know my grades some you know and so Wait, are you working with the ceo of electric youth yeah just i just picked a debbie gibson album title <laughs> I don't, i'm electric not familiar youth. at all with of course you're not that that's you're way talking. before your time that was in junior high for me when you were like five or something that's when I grab the mic with both hands and kind of look at but you. But I just and picked. Nod. I just picked. I I just picked it because it's like that would be amazing if that was the name. You know, so yeah, no. Like, so her name's a deterring, but it's just gotten to the point enough where thirty, early thirty-something-year-olds trying to push in entertainment is hard enough now. Yeah. Where like they'll just look for any resource, and I'm kind of that person now, and mm-hmm. so. Anyway. But that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for that, Matt. So. Of course. All right. Well, let's 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 see what the first caller has to mm-hmm. say. Maddie Bronner, favorite comedian. All right, here we go. Um, I'm drunk. Oh, shit. Uh, so, uh, I just met a person who I found out was a transgender. I've never came across anyone like that before, and I don't know how to talk to them about it without, like, uh, being, being offensive, because uh, they're really cool. And I just have questions, but I don't know what to say without being, like, weird, you know? Um but yeah, you've met a lot of people. I'm assuming. Like, what, what, what's your advice in this situation? I love you. I love to stand up. Uh, yeah. 
Kiara. <laughs> hey, what's up, drunk caller? I uh, love it. That was great. That was great. That was a great call uh, because, listen, just call in. If you, if you got to get drunk to do it, sure, but <laughs> that is not a prerequisite. But I, I do like uh, the, the, the cut of your jib, sir, because you're approaching it from the right perspective. You're like, this person seems cool, and I'm curious. I would like to talk to them about it. How? I don't know if I am uh, uh, the right person to ask about that or uh, necessarily Amanda, but I will say from experience, first off, you should hopefully have a rapport with that person first, maybe talk about anything except that, because I think probably uh, a lot of people, if I may assume, are leads with that, you know, almost like um, if you if you met someone that was famous for one specific thing, like, you know, if you went up to treat it like this, uh, famous people, very famous, let's say like Paul McCartney, you don't necessarily want to go, hey, Paul, the Beatles are the best, because then what's he going to say? <laughs> You know, but if you're, but if you're like, yes. but if say, you know, you know, like he has some similar interest to yours. That's mm-hmm. not music. Talk about that. And they'll be like, fucking a that's, this is refreshing. I have a lumberjack fantasy too. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But if you, if you, uh, if you go to a trans person and immediately ask about trans things and what is the right way, uh, to do this or that, maybe not the best idea, but I, uh, I don't think it's bad to. Uh, ask what pronoun the person prefers. You know, I think that gets it out of the way, and then there you go, and then you have a, then you can have a conversation. But just the fact that you're you're curious, I might not be the one to ask in this situation, but I think you're coming at it from the right perspective. Yeah. You know. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think this is great. I think just remember that everything is on a spectrum, and remember that your gender is not your sexuality. I think that. Going online, there's a lot of resources for kind of if you have questions that you feel are a little off-putting or a little misguided, just, you know, mm-hmm. I think I think if you, you know, any LGBTQ like allies of what you are now, you're an ally, those kinds of websites will help out. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, check those out. But. Uh, bottom line, I, I, I always refer to when John Waters was on The Simpsons and Homer said to him, because uh, you're queer, right? Isn't that what you like to be called? Queer? And John Waters goes, yeah, that or John. I always uh, think of that because it's just uh, kind of like, you know, it's it's it's, it's not only uh, 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 your, your gender is not your sexuality. It's not everything of who you are. Correct. So it's 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 kind of just like just just be a nice person. Just you know, make normal conversation, and uh, if they broach the subject, great. There's your opening. There's your opening. But just I think a bottom line is just don't lead with it. Hey, yeah, trans unless pal. Unless they tell you, if they right. told you, sure. Mm-hmm. I have I have something for this guy to help him out though. Oh yeah. He could say that his favorite podcast, Advice from a Dipshit, has an amazing person who calls in. I think. With amazing questions. Hello, I, darling dipshit. It's his eye, Sally, Sally again. from Massachusetts. Perfect. Hope you're doing well. Quick question for you today. I finally got my schedule at work <laughs> to be a four-day schedule, uh, four days, 10-hour shifts, and then I've got three days in the middle of the week where I just have, for me, for music, for creating, I feel like I'm finally making a push towards using my free time 
to work towards my art. Cool. So now that I will have three days off in a row, how do I keep myself focused on how do I make these three days? It's time for music. It's time for creating. It's time for practice. How do I regiment myself? Any advice would be lovely. Also, shout out to the dude in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm thinking about you. Hang in there. You got this. Take care, Amanda. Bye-bye. Nice. Nice. Hey, Sal. Thanks for calling in. Um, great question. Great question because I was just having this conversation with um, my buddy Farley, Farley Elliott, Elliot, who's like one of my favorite uh, writers on Eater.com. He, he reviews like restaurants, and we had this great conversation about how he's um, uh, uh, – he, he put out a thing online about us like – Tell me the places that we haven't reviewed that I should go to that don't get any any love, any coverage, blah, blah, blah. And so he's trying to do that. But then he asked me uh, how I use my time. And that's a huge thing with me where, as listeners might know, I do some volunteer work when I'm on the road when I can. Uh, and uh, uh, I do shows on the road. If there's an audition, I have that. But in the meantime, it's me. And so I have all this time that I have to block out for uh, hopefully not looking at, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook too yes, fucking have, much, yep. but just focusing on your writing, which especially in contrast to that other stuff, social media, is uh, kind of w- with without any feedback and kind of terribly lonely sometimes. So that is a really good question. Okay, Sally, so you're going to have this time. What I what I what I started doing a year ago is writing. I have a file that's just always open on my desktop uh, called um, called To Do that you click on, and it has your schedule for the next day that you've typed out. And I just just I type out minutia. I type out work out at this time. Um, uh, read this, you know, uh, uh, writing manual from this time to this time. Write on the specific thing I want to write on. I don't just write, write. I write, work on this. So for Sally, in your example, for you, for you, it could be like, work on this song from 9 to 10. Work on this other song from 10 to 11. Break to go take a hike. Lunch at mm-hmm. 1230. Mm-hmm. And that way you create your own um, your own layout. And if you meet those goals, by the end of the day, you feel like you've accomplished something just because it's somewhat regimented. So that's kind of how that's how I approach it, and that, that's that's how I do it. Um, another way, though, is to coordinate with with other people who you're writing with and set up block times with them. And um, also, I, I recommend using like like Google Calendar. That's what I use um, because it's really easy to invite people to it, and really easy to um, to have your schedule at a glance every single day. And um, I have stuff that pop. Certain things that pop up every Monday, certain things that pop up every Tuesday, like this podcast, certain things, uh, you know, and that, that I'll set. And then so now I not only do uh, for today, I also have for this week and I have for this month. And so it's it's not necessarily um, goals as much as it's 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 just it's just a schedule that you go by. And sometimes you move stuff around. But I just honestly just having it in front of your face. So you're not going. It's just like when they always when they tell you, oh, if you're gonna, if you're going to win an if you're if you've been nominated for an Academy Award, have a card in your pocket that says who you're going to thank. Don't you will not remember anyone's name. You're going to get up there and be like, fuck, thanks to God oh, really? and my agent. What's his name and my mom? What's her name? And my wife, <laughs> what's her name? You know, you're going to sit there and go, oh, I have all this free time. Wasn't there someone that can do? 
damn it, what was it? What was I going to write? What song was I working on? And you're going to go to bed that night and go, fuck. You're going to remember it right then. So it's just just to have it laid out, you know. What 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 would you? Uh, I think just the key is goals and deadlines. Yeah. Because it's easy to get lazy. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have a couple projects I want to do this year. And so I have goals and deadlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, I have something I've been working on for a long time. And I gave it to a writer friend of mine. And he... Uh, gave me a, a shit ton of notes and they're great and I've gotten through a lot of them but it is like my uh, albatross around my neck now where I'm just like fuck I don't want to work on that because it's just me carving my own shit apart but at the same time <laughs> anytime I do work on it it feels like it feels like work which is is good for the soul mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that's it's 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 good to have, uh, and, and even add stuff, sometimes on the list I'll add stuff like shit I really don't want to do and be yeah. like, let's hit this first. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah, you got Get yeah. this out of the yeah. way. Yeah, when you are motivated, make sure to do those. Exactly. Even if it's at weird times. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling for it, ready, get it out. Absolutely. Shit it out. Push, shit it out. Push it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, good luck, Sally. That's really awesome news. Keep us posted. Okay. So I have just kind of more kind of creative based things. So cool. these next two questions do mention doing stand-up comedy, but I like... That's fine. I yeah, care. I like the... Okay. Hey, Matt. Hey, Amanda. Just wanted to call and uh, ask you guys a question. All right. Well, my name is Ashton, and, well, I'm an actor. Um, well, I kind of just have a nine-to-five job at the moment, uh, struggling actor, knows, you know, kind of being a stand-up comedian. But anyway, um, about two and a half years ago, I went through a pretty bad accident where I had to have an emergency appendectomy. They had to remove my appendix. Had a whole slew of other problems that came from that and, well, ended up being hospitalized for about a month and a half. Not as worse, not as bad as some people had it, but it was pretty bad given the circumstances. But, um, so ever since then, um, like I said, about two and a half years, um, just been having a real hard time just getting back in the swing of things, whether it be physically, mentally, and kind of when it comes to my acting. I mean, had a job working as a character actor uh, in an escape room for a long time, and well, it ultimately ended up becoming something that was unfulfilling. Um, and my question is, is you know, I've got all a lot of bad stories that I can make funny, but for the life of me, I can't write a joke. So um, maybe what what are some writing tips um, and how do you know something's going to be funny before you bring it on stage, if you even do it all? Um, thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate hearing your response. All right. Bye. Have a nice day. Hey, Ashton, that's tough, man. I'm really sorry that you had to go through that. Um, and But I, I do I do think you have the right frame of mind and that you're kind of like, well, just seeing what's next. You don't sound uh, uh, like you've given up or you're beaten down or any of that shit. Um, but in, in terms of... It's interesting. I kind of wonder if you're choosing stand-up... Uh, well, I kind of wonder why you're choosing stand-up, but... Rather than pontificate and, and fucking guess, I'll just answer your question. Basically, I think uh, you you only know something's 
you only know something's funny if it makes you laugh. So if you're sitting there and you're writing stuff down and it's not making you laugh, I wouldn't necessarily do it on stage. But just think about stuff, thoughts that have come to you that you think are funny. Write down a couple and just uh, go to an open mic and sign up. And um, when it's your time, go up there and be fully prepared to eat shit. But just um, if things aren't going well, talk about that. Uh, talk about your accident. Talk about something absurd that happened after your accident. Talk about something that um, you've noticed different about your body, different about how you think. Uh, it's it's all about perspective. People want to see the world through your eyes. So rather than go, listen, here, here's the thing. No comedian I know writes out their jokes, really. Uh, I'm sure a, maybe a lot of them do and they don't tell me. But most of us just write down a word that makes us remember a thought and then we basically write all the words on stage in a sense. So just take it from that uh, angle and um, bring a little piece of paper on stage with you with the keywords and just set them on the stool and refer to that when your mind goes blank. So go do uh, a couple open mics and uh, uh, please call back in again and let us know how they went. Can I ask you like a... TED Talk level question right now. Okay, okay, I, and okay. So, technically speaking, because yep. you because you are a comedian for a living, how do you turn a tragedy into comedy? Well, I mean, it's like it's always, like what's the they always say tragedy plus time equals comedy, but at the same time, you know, I think I've said this on the show. Uh, Mel Brooks said, uh, uh, "Tragedy is when I stub my toe. Mm-hmm. Comedy is when you fall into an open sewer hole and die." Right. Uh, so it's 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 all it's all in the in the mind of, of the of the beholder. The thing about comedy is it's not real. It doesn't exist. So everything you say is just a thing you say. Uh, it, it's just a, everything you everything you say is just a thing that you've said. Yeah. So okay. it's it's you can pretty much talk about anything at all, long as you you make it funny. Um, I wish there was a very a much more specific way yeah, I could say that. Yeah, is there like a technical But I don't think, it's one of those there? things where as much as I would bristle if someone made a joke about something horrible that just happened or that was, you know, let's just say something dark that happened to a child or whatever is that or the something whole, like that. Okay. But it, but they, I, I can't set any rule. I would never set any rules in comedy. I would never say, oh, you can't say that on stage. People will re- react how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, there are some people who are like, oh, oh, people are so fucking sensitive. And it's like, no, maybe you just didn't tell the joke right, man. Or maybe well, the people are. It's it's kind of, well, it's just. How, how do you get people to look at something sad in a funny way? That's that's the trick. It's uh-huh. it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it I think it, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish, I okay. wish there was a way. But it's funny. There's a guy, um, uh. Andrew Donnelly, who had a who had this just this random toss off that I was thought was so funny, where he was just like, he was like, he went like, he out of nowhere kind of was like, what was your favorite John Benet Ramsey outfit? And be like, what? He's like, mine's the cowboy. And he started oh doing, psh, psh, oh and it was God. like, and everyone laughed. Oh was like, God. holy fuck, because the I mean the tra- it was a horrible thing what happened to that child, but at the same time, it's like, how do you have a kid with that many glamour shots yeah. at that age? Yes, you know, that's like true that, too. and that's what that joke is about. Right. Um, I think a lot of times people. One thing is like if you know if there if there is like a rule book rule book I would give like say Ashton mm-hmm. 
uh, it would be like, don't don't just lead with shock. Don't like if you're talking about something shocking, great, but you you got to find a way to kind of get get into it, kind of thing, because people will react. Like the the there there are like triggering terms and like I hate that term like triggered, but mm -hmm. as much the people who bitch about people being triggered often are the people that are triggered the most. Like I have a bit on my special that people will have watched like five minutes of my special and then given it like two star ratings. Like oh, his first jokes about Trump. It's like no, it's not. It's about a dude who was at the Trump rally and was sig heiling and was in the New York Times. And my joke was. You know, one of those guys, Sig Heiling, was just so fucking drunk he thought he'd try it. Just uh, like, just like a girl at yeah. like Mardi Gras who's like, "I've never flashed my tits, but I'm wasted. Why not?" And then forever, this picture follows for the rest of her life with her tits out, <laughs> which is far less damning than a Sig Heil. But like, it's the thing where then the next guy that goes to work, next day he goes to work, and someone's like, "Hey man, you seen New York Times? You're on the front page. What?" And he looks and he Sig Heil. He's like, "Oh fuck, I was Nazi drunk last night." <laughs> and it's like, I'm not calling that guy racist. I'm not even calling Trump racist. I'm just saying that guy saw people Sig Heil was wasted and was like, "Fuck it, I'll do it," and it fucked him. Right. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot to read in there. But that person saw I was talking about Simon Sig Heil and at a Trump rally and probably loved Trump and was like, "Fuck this dude," mm -hmm. and it's like. Boom, you know, so like he didn't get the joke, but yeah. it's like I'm not putting that necessarily on them. Maybe it's on me, but I know what that joke's about. That joke's not about, you know, I mean, it's like even if I feel like it, it's people can kind of tell when you have like a, a bit of like you're like you're trying to be shocking or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and that can definitely work. But I think that there are people that can make fucking anything funny. And so there's no there, there's no way to do it, but it's just yeah. I, I'm trying to find parallels in this, just kind of to the regular person mm -hmm. who has a tragedy in their life and is sure. trying to sure. you know shift their mental paradigm into it being funny. Mm -hmm. So that's well, why I mean, I just, off the top of my head, he's talking about you know a yeah. lot of people get their appendix out mm -hmm. just because it's it's. But like what he went through was hard. But he got it. He 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 got he had so to get his out because he got hit by a car. There's something there. Yeah. There's something weird there where mm. you know you saying you saying like oh I had to get yes, my appendix like out. This. Appendicitis? No, I get hit by a car. What? You know like that is not what people expect at all. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like that. You know? Ooh, I like, like that. On I it. used to I used to do a bit where I was like I moved to L. A. And Hollywood for the same reason everyone always has to fall in love. That's why you go to yeah. meet the right, you know, because like no one fucking comes here for that. Yeah. But you come here to be a star. Yes, and to work in the why. business. Totally. Yeah. Where with that, you know, no one gets their appendix out because they get hit by a car because mm -hmm. it's at appendicitis, which is super, super common. So that's so fucking weird. OK. You know? I don't know what it is, but like. I, don't I know, like Ashton, I like how a, you have I like how you've highlighted that because I just wonder now when people look at their own problems that they're trying to shift how they can just find like a highlighted weird part of it and then since it's weird turn it into something funny. Yeah. I like that. I like well, that. And I like, I like the I like people just people dig when when you just when you share a truth. Like I love that scene in um or that the actors read actually in the Fisher King where he is um he's this like homeless like gay queen dude. And he's just, he's, he's trying to commit suicide in the most ineffectual and most dramatic way possible. Where he's just laying in this mud road and trying to get horse-drawn carriages to run him over. And they just stop and they're like, get up. And he's like mm -hmm. in a little dress and he's like elderly gay man. And uh, Robin Williams' character is just talking to him and he's like, what are you doing? And he's, and he's like, uh, and he's, he just talks about, oh, everything in my life has gone wrong. And he's all this superfluous stuff. And I'm, I'm butchering it, but he's like, 
he's like he, he does this huge list of like oh that music mm-hmm. is terrible now blah 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 and then at the very end he just tags with that and all my friends died and it's like oh the go. AIDS plague yeah. that's why yeah. this guy wants to kill himself all his friends are dead but he didn't share that until the very fucking end mm-hmm. and it's like that's not a comedic turn but it's a perfect uh, performance turn Whereas if you if you told all this shit, if you were like, you know, why why'd your girl why'd your girlfriend leave you, Matt? And I went through, oh, I clipped my toenails in front of her, and I was always watching football and blah blah blah. And I gave you this long list, and at the very end, I went and I blew her dad. You're like, dude, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking why, <laughs> asshole. Start with that. Yeah. You know, yeah, that dad, would be the comedic yeah, turn. Yeah. I gobbled his cock. <laughs> but like, yeah, you get what I'm saying. So Okay, I like that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Sure. Matt. Okay, so this guy is gonna then think of this, make his list perform, and then I've got one more question for you. Okay. Hey Matt. Um so longtime listener, Eggly Bagel Face killed me. Um I have a question. In March, um Kill Tony is coming to Philadelphia, <laughs> where and I'm going there. Um, I already bought my tickets, and I'm going to try and do one minute stand-up uh-huh. if I get called. Um, last time I was on stage, I choked unimaginably. Um, <laughs> so what would be some good advice for a quick 60 seconds? Thanks, and... Um, Skeletor? <laughs> right on. So I thought that this was good for what happens when you put yourself out there and get burned and how do you Kit, put yourself back Kill out? Kill Tony is brutal. Mm. It's uh, my friend Tony Hinchcliffe's show. It And I mean I mean that in a, in a good way, but it is not. It, it, it I've guessed it on a lot of times, and I'm almost too fucking nice to do it because what they do is they – a packed house. It's hugely popular. It goes all over the world, and anyone – and almost everyone in the audience signs up. And if you get, if they call your name out of the bucket, you get up and do one minute of stand up. After that minute, uh, me as the guest, Tony, and, and uh, maybe a couple other comics, uh, Red Band, who's also on there, who's the producer, criticize their act mm. and is like, you know, and, and Tony, it, Tony is um, uh, like a, a real, he, he's, he's just really quick at being horrendously fucking mean, but really funny almost Don Rickles-ish, and uh, he will just cut someone fucking in half, and he's really, really good at it. And, um, you know, I'm always like, well, one thing to try, you know, because a lot of them are just terrible because they're starting out. But uh, to my advice to you, dude, is just to get up there and be walk up going, this will fucking suck. But just have something you think is funny that's strong that you want to talk about. Don't just go, well, maybe I'll try this. Go, oh, fuck, I'm going to... I'm going to drive this one into the fucking ground and be and be amazing. I'm going to this is my rocket that will shoot me to the moon and if it blows up in the air like the challenger that at least I fucking tried for the moon. Um there was a dude there's a dude on there we did he 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 does it at the comedy store if you live in LA every Monday night uh the belly room uh but it tours all over the place. Uh it's a really it's a really fun show but it's fucking vicious. Um and uh Shout out to Jeremiah Watkins, who always does like a different weird character on the show, and he's super funny. Um, but it, it's uh, what was my point here? Yeah, there was a guy on there once who had 
uh, he his act was his minute was so fucking good, and he had not a lot of confidence, but they, his jokes were so well written that I was like, dude, like you need to be fucking doing this, man. Um, and I'm not gonna lie to anyone there. The people were terrible. I'll be like, you need to work on this, whatever, you know. But like, he had a joke that still sticks in my head, and I forget the guy's fucking name. Um, but um, if anyone, if you're out there, dude, and you're listening, fucking DM me, and I will write it on I'll give you credit on on Facebook Twitter but like he had a joke that was I found my dad's porn collection turns out he's not as racist as I thought I love that joke (laughs) where it's like oh yeah because that's like so many racist like white dudes like they love fucking Asian chicks or black chicks or whatever but it's like he didn't have to say that like you thought that when you heard what I said. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, fuck, that's such a good joke. (laughs) It's so gross on, on a lot of levels, but it's just, it's just hilarious. So anyway, uh, to answer your question, dude, yeah, just, just, just go up there, be fully prepared to bomb, but just have, uh, have a, a thing to say that is uniquely you that you are like, all right, I don't give a fuck, man. I think this is funny. You know, I know Larry, the cable guy says that when his like one of his jokes doesn't do well. He's like, he's like, I don't give a fuck. That's funny. It's like <laughs> beat. Have that confidence. Have that confidence. Because like, why not? If everyone's going to call you a shithead, don't be like, I'm a shithead. <laughs> uh, how do you get over stage fright? I mean, just by doing it enough and understanding that it's. So where do you start, though? Like if you're somebody who has a talent, who is talented, yeah. who's something that goes on a stage like where is the safest first stage if the issue isn't your talent, your writing, your your monologue, whatever? What would where where's like the first safe stage to then start? Open mics, definitely, because everyone's. Uh, Are waiting. there open it's mics like, for stuff other than comedy? Of and course, like, yeah. There's open mics for music, open mics for poetry. Okay, totally. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. But it's like it's everyone <laughs> yeah. kind of expects it to be kind of lame but they're the people that are there to just listen saints that they are are there to support and everyone else is kind of waiting to go on stage so it's like it doesn't really matter the great thing is it doesn't matter how bad you are or bad you do but if you do well it does great was was there ever a stand-up comedian who would just stand on a street corner and start telling jokes there were uh uh park comedians like there was a there's a black comic who uh whose name escapes me who used to be in washington square park every uh weekend he would just he would just sit there with like a hat and just kind of talk and stuff and a crowd gather around him and he would do like crowd work and stuff robin williams would did that in san francisco in um in golden gate park what? yeah he would dress up and like that's i think i think the mork uh outfit he kind of came up with because he'd always have like these really loud colorful like overalls and stuff and like he would just be doing all these voices and shit and i think he also would like juggle and shit but i think that would that's what would draw you in where you're like oh what's the skill Uh oh you're a juggler Mm -hmm. oh wait you say funny shit too Mm -hmm. almost like if you went to see a folk singer and you're like but what they say between songs is really funny so i almost like that better but like okay you know it's just it's it's almost impossible to be i mean no one should do that, really. But like, if you're incredibly good, you can mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I wouldn't start off doing that. I wouldn't uh-huh. put a hat on the ground. And be, like, you know what I'd be a busker. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Be a, con- a stand-up busker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Number, that was awesome. Yeah. Number to call in is three two three seven six three zero two two eight. And so this weekend you're going to be in. I will be in. 
Um, what's not so not this weekend, not but this the weekend. next weekend. So the next weekend, I'll be in I'll be in Las Vegas at the Plaza, aka uh, Biff's Pleasure Palace from Back to the Future yes. Two. I uh, I hung out with um, my wife's friend and well my friend now too, Justin, who works at Harvard. So he's a very very smart man. But he and uh, I was like, he's like, where are you playing in, in Las Vegas? I was like at the Plaza. He's like Biff's. And I was like, what? And he showed me the picture from it. They basically put that. Biff's Pleasure Palace like sign over the plaza because that's oh, where they, that t- what they shot they did? The, out, the exterior. So cool. I'm like, holy fuck. That's a fun fact. So I'm definitely using that for the promo, but I'll be in uh, Las Vegas. One show a night, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So um, uh, yeah, uh, come say hi, come see me. Thanks, guys. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit. Shit with Matt Frogger.